just if you people were to be here at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, we were caught, you wouldn't be caught. Would have been maybe, but they caught Mr. Martinez. What did they say? And we shot on the spot. How you doing, everybody? Welcome again to another episode of Inspiring Noya. Today I am honored, and today I have Rabbi Nissan Mangal. Rabbi, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Rabbi. So, Rabbi, let's just get started. Um, where was you born? Where did you grow up? How, you know, for the, for the viewers to know a little bit about your background. I was born in Czechoslovakia, the year when Hitler came to power. And I had a very happy childhood. And until 1938, when anti-Semitism reached also Czechoslovakia, eventually to entice Hungary should also join forces with Hitler. So he gave a portion of Czechoslovakia to Hungary. Hungary annexed a certain portion of Czechoslovakia and became part of Hungary. Gotcha. Our town, Kosice, Czechoslovakia, also became part of Hungary. And then from 1938 to 1941, uh, it was already anti-Semitism. Jews were very much afraid. They closed our businesses. All Jewish uh, businesses were closed. Now, when you mean they closed your business, they forced you guys to like... They closed down their business. My father had a textile business, a very successful textile business. Okay. He took away the license. He had to close out the business. By 1941, my father saw already what the, what the dark clouds which are coming to East Europe, Hitler, Nazism, anti-Semitism. So he applied for a visa to any place to escape from Hungary. Then it was Czechoslovakia, but it became Hungary because Hungary annexed it. Gotcha. All doors were closed. We couldn't get a visa any place. And there was only one exception, Panama. Panama gave us a visa. And we got the, the, the information that my father can come pick up in Prague the visa. And the day when my father arrived in Prague, the capital of Czechoslovakia, yeah. Hitler marched into Prague. So this also ended. The visa process for you The guys. visa, so we couldn't go to, to, uh, to Panama. Let me tell you just incidentally. So um, I went to speak in many places all over the world. Yeah. I was also invited to speak in Panama. I had no desire to speak in Panama. But since my father wanted to go to Panama in 1941, but he couldn't, so I said, if he could go, let at least his son go. So I went and accepted the, the invitation. I went to speak in Panama maybe three, four years ago. Wow. <laughs> but anyways, this was in 1941. Uh -huh. So then for 19, we Jews didn't have any business anymore, anti-Semitism, persecutions. Many times uh, we went to school, uh, the, the Jewish schools were closed down. We had to go to public schools. Before, I went to a Jewish school, private now, well, Jewish school. How was that transition, going from a, a Jewish school to a public school? It was very, very difficult because instead of having my own friends and all kinds of non-Jewish boys who were anti-Semites, and they didn't like the Jews. So where I have wore a kippah, you know, a kippah, yeah. 
So the middle of the class, they took off the clipper, throw it away. When we went home, all the after after school, they took the kippah, I took up some of the sweater and threw it away from us. It was truly very unpleasant. This was till 1944. And until then also at least it was a Jewish life, but very difficult. Persecutions, anti-Semitism, harassments. 1944, um, at the beginning, in April 1944, so we became part of Hungary. But by that time, 1944, Hitler saw already that he won't win the war. So although Horthy, the president of Hungary, was an ally of Hitler, of Germany, but he started to waver. Maybe he should disengage from Germany. So Germany was afraid that Hungary will become disengaged from, from Germany, occupied the German army occupied Hungary and came to our city. Before it was called, and the Czech Republic called Kosice. After it was under Hungary, it was to Kosha. And they came to, Hungary, to Kosha, and soon thereafter, at the beginning, the general who occupied Kosha mm-hmm. came to the Jewish community, and he says, you know about Auschwitz, the Holocaust, Auschwitz, where so many Jews were killed, how many millions? If you give us, give me, the, pre, the, the German general, if you give me a million dollars, the Jewish community in Kosice, Kasha, yeah. will give me a million dollars, we'll spare you. We won't send you to Auschwitz. Can you imagine a, in, in 1944 with a million dollars? Must have been, wow, but yeah, that's a lot of a money. A million dollars. Maybe, where do you get dollars from? But anyways, he says, give me a million dollars, then, then I promise you, we won't send you to Auschwitz, to, to the death camps. Okay. So every Jew has to contribute. My father, Belov, he took all the jewelry, see a menorah, yeah, and yeah. the candle, candelabras, and my, my mother's jewelry, which worth tens of thousands of dollars. Yes, like was everybody else, we, we, we gathered we collected a million dollars and we gave the Jewish community, gave to the general who occupied Kosice. A million dollars. A million dollars in April 1944. Wow. Mr. Martinez, two weeks later, they came and took us away. That's how he kept his word. We should give him a million dollars, which now this million dollars would be 50 million dollars. Dollars inflation. And we gave him, we gave him, didn't give the word, extorted the money with a promise. We won't take it, send us to Auschwitz. And two weeks later, you came, guys are in Auschwitz. Yes. And it was on, um, ever since the Germans were occupied, my father was a very observant religious Jew. He went to the synagogue to pray twice a day in the morning and the evening. Once the Germans occupied Kosice, he was afraid to go to synagogue every morning, except on the Sabbath. Yes. See, he prayed at home. It was seven o'clock in the morning. My father was in his talit, yes. the prayer shawl. Yes. You know, you know what, yes. Yeah, I have, I yes. have a few. And the filling, the phylacteries, yes. My sister and I were in bed. 
My mother went to the, uh, to the shopping center to buy everything with the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's not like nowadays you get ready chicken, get ready everything. Everything had to be bought. I like chicken and fish and vegetables and fruits, everything cake. So you had to prepare for it. Yes. Gotcha. So my mother went at 6 o'clock in the morning to the marketplace to get it. Mm-hmm. 7 o'clock in the morning, my father was praying. My sister and I were still in bed sleeping. We hear a violent knock on the door. My father goes to the door, opens at the door, seven SS and Gestapo march into the room, our apartment. Wow. Have a list, Mangel, base Frau Mangel, base Mrs. Mangel. My, sister, my father says she went out to the marketplace to buy things which she needs for the Sabbath. And they were on the way to take us to the ghetto to Auschwitz. So the SS tells my sister, who was a year and a half older than me, says, get up, get dressed, and fetch your mother. Wow. So my sister got dressed, and we were only two children, very close to each other. We loved, played always together. So I also jumped up. I said to the SS, the Gestapo officer, I want to go with my sister. How old was you back then? I was then nine years old, okay. and my sister was ten and a half. So as I jumped off my bed, I walked up to the Gestapo, asked, I want to go, I want to go with my sister to find my mother. He pushes me back in the, in the bed. Go lay down. Go sleep. So he says you know. No, I shouldn't go with my sister. I jump up again, and I say, I want to go with my sister. He pushes me back in. I start crying. He says, I want to go with my sister. My father says to the Gestapo, you see, they're all, even the, our clothes are quite similar, the fabric. They always play together with two, two children, two siblings, two children. Why don't you let them go? So I says, said, the Gestapo says, go. Mr. Martinez, soon you see the miracle from this. She said, the miracle. So we got dressed. We went to the marketplace. The marketplace was teeming with people, all the Jews. The people was looking for, I can imagine. Buying, buying fish and chicken and everything what we needed for the Sabbath, for the Shabbat. Mm -hmm. We looked, we sell fish, my mother wasn't there. We we went, they sell chickens, my mother wasn't there. We went there, we sell cake, my mother wasn't there. We went all over, we couldn't find mother. so we decided maybe my mother bothered everything, and she went home already. So we decided also to go home. We couldn't find mother. As we go home, we see from a distance my mother with two baskets with all the items which she bought for the Shabbat, for the Sabbath. She carries the two baskets. We run over to mother and says, Ma, the SS and the Gestapo came, and when you know Gestapo, SS come, 
What did they come from? Why did they come not to send us to Florida, but to Auschwitz? Uh, wow. Yes. So my mother became jittery, nervous. She says, let's run, let's run, let's run home. So I was only nine years old. I don't pretend to be a super genius, but I said to my mother, why run? Why run? She says, you are out. Your two children are out. Maybe pa, father also somehow we get out. So mother says, from seven Gestapos and SS, can you escape? In your house are seven SS and Gestapo. How can you escape? And he says, this still rings in my ears. If Tati, Tati means in Yiddish, if father goes to Auschwitz, I don't want to go with him. Wow. She could have saved herself. Says, if Tati goes to Auschwitz, I'm going to go with him. So your mom wanted to go with with your dad. If Tati goes to Auschwitz, I'm going to go with him. But anyways, I said, but maybe, maybe. So my, my mother keeps on insisting from seven SS Gestapo in apartment, how can you escape? So we had an apartment house. We owned an apartment house in Kosice, in the Danskasha. All apartments were Jewish tenants. And the, the janitor was a non-Jew. And he liked us very much. Why? Because every Friday night, to close it, you know, we don't close out. We don't open lights on the Sabbath. We don't close Nothing, the light. Yeah. As you yeah. know that. Yes, for sure. Yes. So who should close the light? And nowadays you have the Sabbath, the Sabbath clocks, yes? Automatically can open it and close it. Then in 1944, it wasn't. So the janitor or his wife or his daughter used to come up Friday night, like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, close all the lights. My mother always used to give chicken soup and chicken and farfel, everything. So they liked her very much. Their daughter worked in a tavern, not for, from our house, a block and a half. So that her name was Ivanka. You know, Ivanka Trump's daughter is also yeah. comes from Czechoslovakia. Re- yes, she is from Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Yes. So uh, Ivanka is a very popular name in Czechoslovakia. So her name was Ivanka. She said, Ma, let's at least go to, to the tavern, ask if Michael should go to our house, and find out what happened to Tati, what happened to, to, to Father. To this, my mother agreed. We went to the tavern, and my mother asked Ivanka, and they said, as I said before, they laughed her very much. She says, Ivanka, please go to our house and see what happened to Mr. Mangel. So Ivanka says to my mother, Mrs. Mangel, don't you see the tavern is filled? It was like eight, half past eight in the morning. Or with drunkards. If I won't give them to drink, they make a riot. Let them just serve them, give them whiskey, and they'll be quiet for a, for a half an hour until they drink it. I'll go, but let me first serve. My mother was very nervous, very tense, because she wanted to find out. Yeah, what's and going on she, with your father? She, she says she can't, go, she can't go because they're going to destroy the whole tavern, the, the, the drunkards. So she served, took another half an hour, and then she goes. Now, Mr. Martinez, let me just show you. Um, here is the street. Here is the tavern. The street ends here, and there's starts another street. Okay. And here in the middle of the next street is our house, our apartment house. As Ivanka leaves, 
the tavern to go to our house. And my mother stands by the door. She says, go, go fast, go fast, go fast. As she comes to the corner to turn to, towards our house, what do we see? Father. He appears, he stands here by the corner. As I see my father, I jump, run over to him, and says, Pa, Ta, how do you get out from seven SS? From Gestapo's, how do you get them? Says my says to them, listen, now it's not a time to, to speak, let's run. Okay, so you guys run then. So we ran away for the Gestapo, for the SS, seven SS. And we went to the, we had a niece in one of the suburbs of Kosice, and they were very methodical. The SS, the Germans, didn't take haphazardly any Jew. A city of 20,000, first they took the center, took the Jews, eventually for the outside. So it was strategic. Slowly, slowly, yes. So very methodical, very... Yeah. So the suburbs had at least a few days before it comes to take the Jews from the suburbs into the ghetto to Auschwitz. So we went there, to our niece. There, my mother, of course, we asked, how did you get out from seven? Just imagine here in the house, seven SS, you escape. We had very beautiful furniture. We, uh, expensive items they took and sent to Germany. Cheap stuff they left, but fur coats, jewelry, furniture, expensive furniture they sent to Germany. We had very beautiful furniture. For example, we had a larger table than this, but legs were so thick. Hmm, so and quality. all beautiful curvature, architectural curvature, beautiful curvature, the same break fronts. So from the dining room, from the bedroom, yes, beautiful furniture, expensive furniture. Hmm. So the SS tell my father, please take the priest, they didn't say please, come in it, take the furniture in the first room, when the SS will come, they shouldn't have to sh carry it from the bedroom for the dining room. So my father, although he's tall and strong, but it's impossible. I cannot carry my the great front, heavy wood. Yes, beautiful curvature, yes. So my father says to this, says, if you'll help me, I'll do it. Okay. So he says, verfluchte Jude. Verfluchte means you curse the Jew. We should help you. You have to do it. And he started to punch my father. And punch him until my father fell down to the ground. So my father says, you can punch me and beat me to death. I cannot do it. So my father, suddenly the thought occurred to him. He says, you know what? Let me go down to the street and get Ask somebody help. your help. <laughs> yeah. So, so the assessor says, yes, you can do it, but you have to pay. Not we should. You should to pay. So pay father, just to leave the, go down uh, to the street. The guy gets it. Gets, and my father says, I gladly pay. Someone should come help me. And as my father went down, really he thought to get somebody should come up, help him. But uh, fortunately... He saw you guys. No, no, fortunately, there was nobody available. He thought to himself, God Almighty, my wife is out, my children are out. I should go back. He started to run. And he came to the corner and he saw us. Wow. Now, it is something natural. This, I said, throughout, I went through seven different death camps. Mr. Martinez, I just told you on the beginning, as I said, it's a miracle how helpful seven. Now, you can say it's a nice coincidence. 
But let me uh, tell you this. If you have a, 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 a dice, you throw the dice, you roll the dice, mm-hmm. you get number six. The best number, yes, okay. in a game. Yeah, the highest. The highest, the best number, yes. You are very happy. How about you roll the dice a second time, get against six, you are lucky. How about you roll the dice a third time, get again number six, you are very lucky. Once you start rolling four, five, six, seven times, obviously something's going on. I can tell you from the moment we were taken to Auschwitz, Antigua was liberated, the dice always was number six, miracle upper miracle upper miracle upper miracle. Most people speak about one side of the coin, the atrocities, yeah. the barbarism, the sufferings, yes. yes. But I speak also, yes, I also went through all these tremendous sufferings, but I also see the other side of the coin. If anybody survived, it was only by divine providence, by miracles. And I told you the first thing, yes, can keep on going on and on and on. Now tell me something. Here you go in the camp, you run to your niece. What happens then? Mr. President, I tell you then that then we won't finish it even after a week of speaking. Okay. Then we didn't have any money. The only this time Slovakia, Czechoslovakia was already Judenrein. They didn't take any juice anymore because they took the juice in 1942. Here in Hungary, it took in 1944. Gotcha. So the only way how we can save ourselves to get from from Hungary back to Czechoslovakia to Slovakia, and yet to smuggle yourself through the border. For this, you needed a guide, which took enormous amount of money, and the whole things which I had to prepare yourself. Without money, you couldn't do anything. My mother had only a few money, which have had the chickens and fish. I, children, didn't have money. My father also just escaped. So without money, how can we uh, uh, save ourselves? So our niece mm-hmm. in the suburb, my father in one of the, in the, in the rooms in our apartment had a little hidden vault in the wall. Where he hired money. But he had a lot of dollars. But it was a, with a wallpaper, couldn't see a thing. When you come, no thief, nobody would see now in, 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 in the wall. So we needed money. So my father said to our niece, for me, a cousin for my father, a niece, please go to our house uh-huh. and told him where is the vault and get out the money. My father didn't endanger her life because I told you, if you turned, didn't come, did they thought very methodically, yes? If, 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 uh, if then it wasn't still, your time, they wouldn't grab yeah, you. Yeah, yes, then it's only the center of the city, yes? Uh-huh. So if you belonged for a different place, it wouldn't take you. So my father sent her, said maybe the SS left already, whatever, go and take the money from there. My mother, my my cousin, the niece, went and she up on the wall. She had to stand up on a chair and break through the wallpaper, and then the vault will open up. Yeah. And this the SS heard. They came from another room. So luckily she jumped up fast. She says, "What are you doing here?" She says, 
we came to visit, I came to visit my uncle and my aunt. So they said, your uncle and aunt escaped. It was a few hours after you. They escaped. Tell them. They says nobody escapes. We'll catch them. If they come back within an hour, it'll be okay. Okay means Auschwitz. If not, we'll catch them. We'll be shot on the spot. So this when my niece, when I, my cousin, my father's niece came back. Can you imagine such a good tidings? Uh-huh. That from the SS, nobody can escape. And they'll catch us. We come back, it'll be okay. And if not, we'll, we'll, they'll sh- shoot us on the spot. My father says, once God helped us to get away from their clutches, we won't go back. Now we'll just in the hands of God, we'll see what will happen. But we'll go back, we don't go. Okay. Now, but listen, <laughs> this is <laughs> a month just before we come to Auschwitz. Um, without any money. How do you get um, the, the smuggler who takes across the, that border? Um, on the other side of Slovakia, my mother's sister, brothers lived. My mother notified her brothers, we escaped. We are a very dangerous situation. We have to get out, get away as soon as possible. But like soon they'll catch us. Mm-hmm. He should siege to t- take us across the border. Without any, we don't have any money. And should take us back to Slovakia. Because I said the Jews from Zag will take 1942. This is 1944 in Hungary. So they had money. They arranged with a smuggler to take us over. So my, the smuggler came to us on a Thursday, and he says, I'm going to come Sunday, and Sunday will t- I'll take you over the border. But you can't look like the way you look like. You can't look like Jews. You, lo- you have to look like farmers, peasants, Gentiles. So I'm going to bring you clothing. Clothing should look like Gentiles. Boots, and my father had a hat with a big feather. And in, in, in Europe in those days, a peasant woman didn't have one skirt. I don't know if you ever saw one skirt, another skirt, another skirt, you know, all like yeah. this, yes? So that's, she brought so many skirts for my mother. And like for me, I should look like, like a little, like a peasant, a farmer, a farmer's child. But the neighbors heard. The seven at Sunday morning, ten o'clock, we are going across the border. So neighbors came to my father, to my mother. They says, "Please, Mangels, have mercy of us. Save our child. We are a child twelve years old. Take us, take her also across this, across the border. Yes. And the next neighbor had a son. By Sunday." Mr. Martinez, we wanted four people, whole caravan of 14 people, which my father couldn't refuse to save the life of these people. Surely, we know the SS were, the Germans are coming, sent to Auschwitz, to the gas chamber. So, so all of them were all children, correct? What? All the other ones, extra ones, were children. They're children, 12 years old, 15. From the yes, neighbors. Yes. And one young lady, 22, had a baby. 
says, do you want my baby and I should go to the gas chamber? So all of our children, 12, 30, 14, and one a young mother with a baby. My father simply couldn't refuse. Took on his conscience, these, these people should, should stay here and go to Auschwitz to the gas chamber. By 10 o'clock, the smuggler came. He says, what? I made up with you to make only four people. That's 14. A whole, a whole caravan, caravan. So my father said, I promise you, for each person, another $1,000. Another $10,000. That's four. My father didn't have the money then. But he knew that my mother's brothers will pay it. So he said, wait, I have to go home. Get for all of them also dresses like farmers, peasants, non-Jews. Yes? Yeah. He came back like an hour later. Everybody was dressed really like farmers, peasants. Everybody looked. Boots, you know, with the dresses like this. And uh, if you see Europe in those days, a farmer, a peasant. But then he says, we cannot go for 14 people together. 14 people, farmers don't go together, 14 people. Never, it'll See, be too obvious. It'll be too obvious, yes. So you have to break it up into little groups. Okay. So the first group was my father and two children, one 14, one 16. Uh-huh. And told them exactly the direction we come out from the, from the city. There'll be a, a, a meadow, a mountain, a meadow. Stay, wait until we come. Then came the second group. Another group, this young lady with a baby, but everybody looked like farmers. And we were the last ones. Three different groups. So you dare let the other groups go first before you? Third, nice. yes, and he's, but he should like, he got the last. So he was the, 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 the smuggler, mm-hmm. he's also a farmer. And my mother and my sister and I, four. The other ones were three and also like three, four a distance, always like a few hundred meters between each group. Yeah. Should, should be uh, obvious. When we came, we were walking, for a distance we see a group of SS. Wow. Coming towards us. When the SS come with us, Mr. Martinez, but heart started to beat like this. Can you imagine? He be escaping, he said, from the SS, you cannot, cannot escape. We'll catch you. Here we are confronted by SS. But anyways, we just walked, and the SS came over and spoke with this smuggler. I just turned around because I was shivering and shaking from fear. They shouldn't see it. So I was just turning around. They saw him by my back. And I heard what he says. The SS tell the smuggler, I'm here with the Jews are smuggling themselves through the border. Do you know how they do it? Can you be a smuggling guy? And they ask, can you tell us how they smuggle? He says, I have no idea, but if I find out, I'll let you know. And wow. we went. Another miracle. But Mr. Martinez just listened to this miracle. So we went a few kilometers out of the city. to a big meadow. And we met a mountain, a beautiful meadow. And... The second, the, the second group was there, 
We arrived. The first group didn't arrive. My father and the other two children didn't arrive. So we lay down. So my, the, 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 the smuggler says to my mother, most likely they also saw SS or so went a uh, different way, but soon they'll come. We waited, waited, waited over an hour. The whole group was already like 10 people. So the smuggler says, we can't. And the asses were coming and going and coming and going, but we're just like resting in this meadow. Um, in this time, um, the SS, uh, the SS were coming, so the the, the smuggler t- says to my my mother, "We must go across the border, because it will be suspicious. How long does a person, how does people rest for an hour, two hours? Three? How long? We must go." So my mother says, "I will not budge from here. I will not go until my husband is here." So the smuggler says, "So back, what can I do?" So my mother says, it only stands to reason, I go back to where we, come from, we came from, and maybe they lost their way, and they went back. They went there. Indeed, when the, my father and the group SS went at, uh, made a, a turn, and they lost their way, they didn't know about how to go, because they had to go from the SS. This was here, and this tree was the SS, and they went back. And he brought back my father and my mother, and, and the, two, the two boys. Yeah. But this time, we're supposed to cross the border. This that my father took about two, three hours. We were here an hour until he went for an hour, coming back for an hour. But this time was a day late in the evening. It was made up that from, from Hungary, the smuggler takes to the border. From Slovakia, another smuggler comes and takes us into, because he knows only the, 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 the way in the forest on this side of the border. The other side of the border, he doesn't know. So he came to the border. Mm-hmm. Instead of 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it was already like almost 11, 12 o'clock at night. Wow. So the, those smugglers who were, were supposed to were paid should take us into, into Slovakia were not there because the appointment was 2 o'clock you guys are yeah done it's 10 hour difference so what, so what can we do now he says I was paid only till here now I brought you here it's not my responsibility anymore now you go yourself so my father says we should go ourselves at least you know somewhat somewhat you know forest this way this way and he he wouldn't want so my father says again i promise for each person you get another thousand dollars others got like over twenty thousand dollars a huge sum of money and he took us into the into the slovakia ten thousand dollars yes mr martinez as we walk in the forest quietly 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 we see from a distance people coming towards us. So smuggler says, maybe it's SS. If they were watching the border, people shouldn't smuggle, Jews shouldn't smuggle from, from one country to another country. As we, uh, as I said, lay down, they should notice us. Yes, lay down on the ground, they should notice us that we are walking. What do we know, what do you see? As we lay down, they lay down. The other group also lay down. 
says, ah, this is the smugglers. Slowly, slowly, on our bellies, we walked all over that in the forest and out in the, in the field until we met up with those two women. They were the smugglers from Slovakia. He says to people, you don't know what kind of miracle happened to you. We came here two o'clock at night, at two o'clock in the afternoon, as, as as was the appointment. And the SS called us. The SS was there two o'clock. So they got if we the would girl. have come two o'clock, they would have cut us. Says you don't want a miracle that you were delayed, because my father had to lose his weight, his way, yes. Which made the SS talk to the two women, which delayed yeah, everything, and, and then they, they said, come "Oh, you back. must be smugglers." Says no, they took them into into the stab wow. in the head, and they beat them. You tell us how you smuggle. Says no, no, we don't. And they let them out six o'clock in the evening. From two o'clock to six o'clock, they were beaten up. Those two uh, women farmers, because they got huge amount of money for smuggling. Says you must be the smugglers. Says if you people would be here two o'clock in the afternoon. We were caught. You wouldn't be caught. Would have been we would be caught, Mr. Martinez? What did they say? We'd be shot on the spot. What do you say? Again, the dice again, number six. Yes. Yeah. And this is still nonchalant, like not in Auschwitz, but I just don't know how much more we can speak. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a few minutes more, so. You get in the camp. So we got. Real quick, so we what got, happens then so after listen, that? So we got uh, 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 those the two women took us to their farm. Where the farm, that uh, upper floor, where they took the hay, you know, where the, the the grass, the hay, the straw. Yeah. For for a whole summer, this was already April, and they uh, stored it up in the upper floor. In their farmhouse, so they took us, all the 14 people, put us up the upper floor, and covered us with a thick layer of the hay. Mm -hmm. It was maybe six, seven o'clock in the morning. They says come because they suspected that this woman, the two, they are the smugglers. Yeah. They come, came to check up the house, the farmhouse, if there are any Jews. They looked all over if anybody is there, if any Jews are there. They came up to the upper floor and they started to take away the bundles of hay. And we were behind the abundance of hay. Wow. Mark, Mr. Martinez, I thought, this is it. That's it. Now we'll be caught. They take away the, the layers of hay and they will be exposed, the 14 people. Wow. They took up a, 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 a certain amount of layers and they lifted it again. So another roll of six. But when do you get to the camp? To how, the camp. Do, how do you guys get to the camp? Because I know the time is pressed. So I want to yes. ask just a few more yeah. questions and okay. if you can just answer them briefly. How did yes. you get to court to go to the camp? Eventually, we were in Slovakia. In, as I said, in Slovakia, they didn't, let, uh, they didn't take any Jews anymore. Why? Because in 1942, they took 80,000 Jews from Slovakia. Remaining maybe a few thousand Jews, the VIPs, engineers, doctors, lawyers, yes. 
among the VIPs, also with my two uncles, we can pay off, get a VIP certificate that are very important for the government. And like maybe two, three thousand Jews were still remaining. In 1944, really? yeah, the, all the others were Jews. Okay. In, 19, the, in, in middle of summer, like May, June, they started to decide it, take those Jews also. Even the important ones? Even the VIPs. And that's how you guys... Because Hitler saw it and the war is end. He, he, he knew that he's going to lose the war, but he wanted to win at least one war. Which one, which war he wanted to win against the Jews, exterminate the Jews on Europe. So he determined every Jew is going to send to Auschwitz, to other death camps, to kill them. How was the camp? How was the camp when you was there? What, what do you remember? How was it? Give me a quick memory of how it was with one. In Auschwitz? Yes. Uh, uh, Mr. Martinez, they uh, stripped us naked. They didn't have anything that gave us a, Did you see the, the, the uniforms, the grayish, bluish yeah. uniform? That's what we had. And a tin bowl, which they give us a little soup. And they gave us also a ration, a piece of bread, and a little margarine. The little margarine, the portion of margarine wasn't bigger and thicker than this piece of margarine. And the bread was this slice. This slice was my four fingers, mm-hmm. not larger, and this, uh, this thickness. And what do you think of this piece of bread, 80% was moldy. It was grayish, bluish, a yellowish mold. But we ate, we ate everything. We ate everything. Because we didn't, we would eat anything. I eat worms. Believe me, I eat worms. But anyways, do you, again, do you, do you realize there's a blessing in this guy, this mold? It was tremendously sub- Freezing temperatures. And I never saw somebody a sore throat, flu, influenza. Why? Do you know what's, what's penicillin made from? Antibiotics? No. From mold. Look up in, the, in, in, in your cell phone, smartphone. Uh, what's the, the ingredient? What penicillin, which is an antibiotic? Yes? For mold. So Hitler meant to, to destroy us. And this was a truly an antibiotic, a yeah, natural, she, organic wow. antibiotic. For your stomachs. <laughs> yes. When, when the war ends, you're free. Yes. The you, your dad, everyone survived. No. My sister survived. My mother survived. Myself, I survived, but not my mother, but my father. Okay. Okay, and then... After that, when is it that you go to Canada? How old are you? In 1945, we were liberated. I came back to Czechoslovakia. I met my sister. She was home already. Then, a few weeks later, my mother came back. We are so emaciated. You can't imagine. The nails didn't grow. Hair didn't grow. I was baldy. But anyways, we recuperated. And from 1945 to 1948... But just like I said, till 1938, I have a very, very happy childhood. Those three years with my mother, of course, we suffered because my, my father didn't come back. But it was also very good, a very happy childhood. I learned, 
in, in, in the gymnasium. Gymnasium is the high school, a special a private gymnasium, and very good. When the, in 1948, when the communists took over, Czechoslovakia, my mother was afraid that just like in Russia, the, the, uh, he, Stalin closed down all religious schools, yeah. was not just does, and wasn't, you know, that we eat kosher food, no, not that this one will be available, no, new Jewish education, religious persecution. So my mother sent us, my sister and I, grown-ups couldn't go, but all children went to, to England, went to England. And I was studying in England from 1948 till 51. Well, who did you live with? I, I said in the yeshiva, in the rabbinical academy. Okay, the sharia, yes, in they provided everything for me. I didn't have anything. My mother sent from time to time money, but she couldn't send too much because it wasn't it was illegal. And he studied, and I studied. My my sister studied in the college in London, and I studied in a rabbinical college in Sunderland in England, from 1948 to 51. In 51, we heard that Czechoslovakia. Communist regime will let our Jews only to Canada. Canada is a huge country, a rich country, and no population. So, so consequently, they let them, let people to emigrate from Czechoslovakia, Jews to Canada. So that's how we came from, my sister and I came in 1951 to Canada. And eventually, at the end of 51, Czechoslovakia was allowed the Jews to go to Israel. So my mother went to Israel. I, my sister, we stayed for another two, three years in Canada. My sister went back to Jerusalem, back to, to, to my mother. And I stayed till 1961 in Canada, studying that in the college, in university and the college. In 1961, my better half caught me. Yeah. And she brought, <laughs> she brought me to Brooklyn, to Crown Heights, and since then, since 1961, we live here in Crown Heights. Wow. So, real quick, three quick questions. What is the best advice you will give somebody? The what? Life? The best advice you'll give somebody in their life. My father taught me, don't be afraid you're not alone. God is always with you. Never give up. In the darkest moments, in the death march, a child amongst hundreds of thousands of people, people were dying like flies. Death march. Alone, without food, without a father, without a mother, without a sister, without anybody. I could just despair and give up. But this teaching of my father, you are never alone. Hashem, God is with you. This kept me, this sustained me. I mean, to Martinez, I gave to many other people this advice. Somebody came to me uh, a few years ago, for him from Crown Heights. He needed a triple bypass, a middle-aged person, a triple, a triple bypass. Surgery. And he was very much afraid. A triple bypass is something very serious. Just tell me, give me a blessing, so a blessing, go to Lubav Cherebe, the cemetery. But she says, no, do you give me a blessing and give me advice? So I said, my advice is when you go into the surgery room, think you're not going alone. God, Hashem, is with you. God will hold the hand of the surgeon and everything will be successful because you're not alone. Three weeks later, he comes back to me and says, Rabbi Mengel, I went with such a courage. 
which is self self confidence and see I'm here, everything is okay. Wow. And nobody's alone. Every God is a person. God goes with every person. What do you want people to know you when 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 in this life your life is over? What is the legacy you want to leave to this world? I'm certain. This is the Jewish belief for the last two and a half thousand years. But I'm, I'm certain that we are on the threshold of the Messianic era. And my, Mr. Martinez, you also will see Messiah. But the Jewish Messiah, not the... Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mashiach, we call it Mashiach. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm yearning for, that I'm longing for, uh, longing for. And I'm a certain, in a certain day, the world is crazy. You know what goes on in the world? Chaos. Yeah, it's chaos. chaos. Yes? Nothing but fear. And this is what our sages uh, predicted. Before the, 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 the arrival of Mashiach, the world will be like chaos. Can it be more chaos than now? Wars and studies and epidemics and so on and so forth. Anytime now, we are unexpected. Just like Moses came to the Jews in Egypt, unexpectedly, God sent me to take us out, deliver you from exile. Mashiach, Messiah is going to come and deliver the whole mankind into safety, into peace and love. Okay? Wow. And that, so th- that's what you want your legacy to be known by. The yes. earning and yearning for the Messiah yeah, to come. Yes, yes, yes. And then last, what will be the biggest gift a person could give another person in this world? Sympathy, love, consideration. When a person is down, when a person shows that a person sees he's alone, when you see that somebody else is, is concerned about him, helps yeah. him, thinks about him, it, it revives him, it invigorates this person, and this is what you can give to somebody else. Robert Nissan, thank you so much for having this interview with me. Guys, thanks again. Another episode of Inspiring Aria. Love you all and God bless.